Are you thinking of buying or selling your home? Downsizing? Upsizing? Investing? Are you relocating? Do you want to know your local market conditions? Are you behind on payments? Are you looking for improvement tips? Well, what if your home didn't sell? This is Real Estate with Ryan, your hometown expert and trusted source for the most up-to-date information. And now your host, Ryan Coleman with Hometown Realty. Good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're doing well on a Saturday, and thank you for joining Real Estate with Ryan. My name's Ryan Coleman, your host, along with my lovely co-host, April Coleman. Good evening. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining Real Estate with Ryan. Busy, busy Saturday, busy weekend real estate. We've got a good show for you. So, let's see what we're talking about today. We're talking about 1031 exchanges, rules, and definitions as an investor. Mm-hmm. So you guys do an investment. The market's pretty hot, strong out there. What are you doing with your money? You don't want to pay Uncle Sam. So if you're investing in real estate like we do mm-hmm. or have rental property, uh, whether it's new construction, a combination of those methods, 1031. It's one of the best used tax codes out there for the investor. Now, some you, people don't know that. Yep. And so we're going to talk about that today. There's a lot of detail here and a lot of technical aspect of it. So we'll try to get into some of the basic overflows on that. If you mm-hmm. want to get with us off the show, or if you're working on a 1031 now and need some help on that, um, understand we've got some great people that we work with and that could help walk you through that process and make sure you don't pay Uncle Sam any extra money. And uh, so that's what the topic of our show. But we do have a little bit of uh, real estate news and uh, a little housekeeping issue. We'll get started before we get going with the show. Yes, we just want to talk about um, some of our new listings that have just hit the market. 636 Rockwell Farms, you can find that. It's not yet on the MLS. It's out in Farragut in Rockwell Farms subdivision. Um, Really nice home out there. It is an award-winning parade of homes, gold medal winner. Um, We have 205 Bob White Trail that's coming soon out in Sevierville. 1400 La Paloma Drive. It is um, out in 37923 area in West Knoxville. And then we have 6029 Loftus Creek in 37924 if you're looking in that area code. Nice house. And then 1200 Hearthstone is also in 37923. Nice subdivision out there. Really nice subdivision. Mm -hmm. It's a cute little house. So some real estate news just to keep you up to date with the U.S. existing home sales on the rise. Um, Back in March, homes have increased 1.1 on a monthly basis back in March. Mm -hmm. The growth shows that the buyers are uh, undeterred Mm -hmm. by the raising interest rates. Uh, We see U.S. sales, home sales have exceeded um, on a monthly basis in March and suggest that the uh, market is obviously increasing. The National Association of Realtors said money that homes sold last month on a seasonally adjusted annual pace of $5.6 million, up from $5.54 million in February. Wow. Now, the sales rate is a little bit higher than in 17, mm-hmm. but the sales were down slightly over the last 12 months. Uh, the housing market continues to be the grip of the inventory crunch and the restriction in sales and growth of home ownership. Even though the overall economy has improved, there has been a 72 decline in listings from a year ago to 1.67 million in homes on the market. So I think you're seeing this is across the board. 
uh, in general, not just here in our market, West mm-hmm. Coast, East Coast, um, certain parts of the Northwest, um, Northeast. Mm-hmm. You're seeing all types of market, obviously, coming from a very uh, cold winter. Some of the properties up north were affected. They're just now starting to pick up in their pace. So uh, all those kind of get factored in. I've got some good news, guys, uh, or some news that uh, interesting, I think. Interesting. You know our guys, Zillow. Anybody knows Zillow? That's a real estate giant, the syndication, um, where they take a lot of our listings that are brokers and kind of advertise them to the public and mm-hmm. basically resell them to agents to, to buy leads. That, that's the business of them. But they are in the market of actually well, – let me just read this to you. Um, information came in last week that Zillow is thinking about purchasing uh, – the company announced Thursday afternoon that they're looking at potentially flipping homes – in the Phoenix and Las Vegas market, uh, press release that when Zillow buys a home, it will make the necessary repairs and updates and list it as quickly as possible. Hmm. hmm. That's interesting. It make, is Zillow. Make, makes you wonder why and what they're doing, and um, but of course with their process. So um, keep that in mind uh, that mm-hmm. Zillow may start... Uh, deciding to flip homes or renovate homes. Okay. Surprisingly, the stock market didn't take well to that. I think they dropped 8% um, mm-hmm. on that news. Not so, good. so keep that in mind. Just something to know on their testing of Phoenix and Vegas markets. Okay. News of the week. So let's get started with our 1031 tax exchange. Why you need to do a tax exchange and, and kind of what's the basis of a tax exchange. Now, our tax exchange is a uh, Used very commonly. So a lot of them, you're higher in commercial properties, residential properties. You're going to see a tax exchange come into play. And it's a way to get Uncle Sam out of your pocket. And so whether you're buying that rental property that you've owned for a long period of time and the gains have just increased in an opportunity mm-hmm. now that maybe you may be taxed, but it's time to sell that property, but uh-huh. you still want to be in the business, uh, 1031 is an opportunity. Let's say that you're renovating some homes like we do or some customers that we have, and you're doing this on a long-term basis. Or let's say you're buying some multifamily mm-hmm. and you're selling some multifamily property, going to move up to a larger property. Uh, 1031 is a great opportunity. Okay. What it's going to allow you to do overall is purchase property by not paying capital gains. So if you're familiar with capital gains on the residential side, Capital gains, they you know, with the new tax law that's out there, mm-hmm. uh, they're still allowing the exclusion for the married couple and the single couple. Okay. All right, don't hold me to it. I think it's two fifty single, mm-hmm. five hundred thousand if you're married. Okay. And so anything over that amount, you're going to pay capital gains. And so that's the that's the actual gain on the actual you know, your cost of your acquisition improvements, et cetera, but your actual capital gain on the property, you're going to pay tax. Mm -hmm. So investment property across the board, you're going to have capital gains on anything that you buy. The 1031, it's called a like-kind exchange is really what it's conferred to, 1031 of the IRS code. Mm -hmm. To put it simply, it's a 1031 allows the investor to defer paying capital gains on tax investment properties when it's sold with another like-kind property. If purchased, the profit gained by the sale of the first property, we'll get into more detail on that. But basically, uh, you defer the tax. Now, this is a great opportunity to do compound interest, roll over your gains to really, uh, one day you're going to pay those taxes, but eventually 
you're going to accumulate that compounded interest, kind of mm-hmm. that snowball mm-hmm. effect that uh, you would pay whatever the tax rate would be on your income to avoid. Ah. And so it allows you really to snowball and really grow your investment portfolio, really and grow your investment at a higher rate okay. and, and kind of roll them down a lot better than your 401k or your Kia or things like that. So um, with the banks and what they're paying interest rates gives you an opportunity to easily compound your money. And when a market's competitive where we're at now, I mean, you just can't, you, you can't, you can't afford not to lose in the real estate market. If you could find a deal and to roll it over and have an opportunity to, to kind of compound that interest, mm-hmm. 1031s are perfect. Yeah, because who wants to lose money? No, and who wants the, to give the goal it to the IRS? Is, hey, hey, no, we don't want to give it to Uncle Sam. No. Like, keep more money. That's There's right. plenty of places for that. That's Why invest if you got to give it all away? No, that's that's. So we're going to cover that on this program, the 1031. And there's four types of exchanges and what we're going to talk about in those exchanges and how you need to know those and tips you need to know when doing one, why they're so important. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, let's talk about the exchange and the overall concept of that 1031 tax exchange and whether it makes sense for you right now. And who qualifies for that? Who qualifies? Well, anybody that's out there investing in real estate or using this will qualify. Mm-hmm. There's certain rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not your tax advisor. We're not an attorney. Right. Um, now we've done a bunch of them. We've helped a lot of investors do those. Um, first and foremost, you need a great agent involved working with those. Why it's important, because any detail that's missed, that if you're not familiar with the 1031 tax exchange, if you're not aware of those rules, you may eventually cause gain on those by not using mm-hmm. an intermediary, right. basically a qualified third person on your tax exchange. Now, an individual can't do this, like put it in their own name. It sure needs to can. be in a bit. Sure oh, it can? can. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Either an individual on your company name, all that can flow. Okay. Uh, you're going you're gonna to match those 1031s that make sense. Uh, the 1031 exchange rule requires that both the purchase price and the new loan amount be the same or higher of the replacement property. Okay. That's really the rules of the game there. Um, and let's talk about the first one, si- simultaneous exchange. We'll get into this briefly before we come up into the break, and then we'll con- continue on this. But simultaneous close, the word says it all, right? Right. That same means time. that basically you're going to close on the property the same day. It's important to know the exchange must occur on the same day with no delay, a short delay causing the wiring money mm. or the title company not having things together mm-hmm. may cause you pay a little tax. Uh-oh. We'll get into more on that exchange, number one. You're listening to Real Estate with Ryan, and we're going to catch you up on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Thank you. Welcome back. This is Real Estate with Ryan, your hometown expert. Ryan talks all things real estate and gives you the most up-to-date information on the Knoxville market and surrounding counties. Ryan Coleman with Hometown Realty. Thank you for staying with us, guys. You're listening to Real Estate with Ryan. I am your host, and you're listening to us live here on News Talk 987. We're talking about 1031 tax exchanges and uh, what you need to do if you're investing in real estate. If you ever need us, real estate questions. Need help putting that house on the market? You're purchasing a home. 
or you're talking about our topic today on 1031 tax exchanges, mm-hmm. our office number is 693-7653, or easy number to remember, 693-SOLD. So we'll get back into our topic number, simultaneous exchange. Any Anything that we were talking about that, but I think most importantly, if you catch us on the other side of the break, the swap must complete the two-party trade where there's deeds. Third, three-party exchanges where a accommodating party is used to facilitate the transaction and simultaneous exchange with a qualified intermediary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets complicated. We get it into does the get weeds. complicated. We get into the weeds. And by far, guys, we've got really great co- vendors and contacts, attorneys that do these things all the time. It's so important mm-hmm. that if you're going to do one, that you got agents in your corner that's going to walk you through, and we've got some great legal advice and some settlement companies. Keep in mind, so the big deal that you need to keep in mind with a 1031 is you can't touch the money mm, in any aspect. One. So you can't just have like a regular bank account that you put no, the money in? No, you can't do that. Because ah. see, see, the IRS code will require that you can control it. Ah, okay. is if you can control it, it's your money. You can do what you need to do. Then you, then Uncle Sam wants some of your money. Uh-huh. He's getting in you, your pockets. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you have to put it into a trusted account. That you don't touch. Yeah, and so really the purpose mm-hmm. of the 1031 is in the people that do that, there's very limited people that do these 1031s and do it well, okay. um, understanding that it's going in their trust account and there's timelines depending on which one of these four uh, 1031s you're doing. And so we'll kind of go through those today and make sure you kind of understand those. Okay. But the simultaneous basically relates that you're going to close it the same day. There's a lot of challenges in the real estate market with that. So keep that in mind mm-hmm. and understand that. Okay. Number two, the delayed exchange. Yes, it's the most common type. Do you want to you want to go into that one, April? Um, it's just pretty much when the exchanger relinquishes the original property before he acquires the replacement property. So, um, in other words, it's just he owns what is called the relinquished property and it's transferred and exchange it for the replacement property. So that one you don't have to close on the same day. Nope. And using this strategy, uh, the investor has a maximum of forty five days to identify the property, basically, guys, put the home under contract mm-hmm. in 180 days to close on it. Yes. Why that's so important, that timing is everything, isn't it, in our business yes. and everything that we do? So this is the most common that you use. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very important that we strict guidelines. The money's put in the account. we got 45 days to roll it over quickly. So what I would encourage my clients when we're working on a 1031, you know you're going to do a 1031, whether you're investing in that real estate property. Let's say it's that rental property you've had forever. Mm-hmm. The market's strong. You're in Farragut. You're in West Knoxville. It's time to cash out. Maybe you want something a little larger. Maybe you're buying something for your kids that's a good rental property or, or whatever uh, you're looking to do. If you're going to do one, very important that we have the language in the contract on the 1031, mm-hmm. that we've got the protections there that if we don't abide by the timeline – that you will be protected, mm-hmm. number one. So if you're going to be taxed on it, and make sure that the property owner, that there's not going to be any delays. I know that we do these on a consistent basis. When we do do them, we're running title work ahead. We're going ahead to make sure that there's no liens, encumbrances, survey, encroachments, anything like that that could possibly delay the sale. Remember, mm-hmm. this is just not your normal sale. If this deal doesn't work, depending on how many rollovers that could be in play, mm-hmm. we could be dealing with a lot of tax consequence. That's true. So it's good to get with your CPA advisor regarding that. And, of course, if that property is not going to make sense, we got to jump to another property, and there's a limited time for 45 days to fire to actually put that property 
under contract. Oh, wow. And we've got time to close once we go under contract. Mm-hmm. But that is number two is your most common one. Yes. And then number three is reverse exchange, also known as forward exchange. So this one's a little bit different. You buy first, pay later. Mm, okay. Isn't that neat? Now, see, what a reverse exchange is tricky, is, and usually they require all cash transactions. Oh, yeah? Um, most banks will not do reverse exchanges. Okay. They won't even offer loans. And the taxpayer must decide on whether the investment, the properties they're acquired will be parked I mean, basically held. Okay. A failure to close on the relinquished property during the 180 days uh, may forfeit the exchange. Uh-oh. Okay. So the keys to know about this, taxpayers have 45 days to identify the property similar as our number two exchange. They have 45 days. The initial 45 days, a taxpayer has 135 days to complete the sale Mm -hmm. and close out the 1031 with the purchase of the replacement property. So you have less time. So that's tricky because it's a cash deal Mm -hmm. and the banks won't get involved in that. They won't loan on that because there's some title issues and things like that. So keep that in mind. That's probably one reason, depending on some of the gains, um, if they're cash, that they're not choosing to elect number three on the reverse exchange. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you definitely want to keep in mind. And the tricky thing is it's parked. You really don't have much access to it during that period of time. And then the financing. You know, some of of our exchanges are coming. If you have a $100,000 loan, you can carry another $100,000 loan. Mm -hmm. This one requires all cash and... um, is going to limit that. So if you have cash, then you can go for that one. But if you got the cash, you can make it work. But right. you know, depending on the price range, it, there may be financial disadvantages of paying all cash. Mm-hmm. So That's true. keep that in mind. What do we got? Number four. April? Number four is um, construction improvement exchange, which allows the taxpayer to make improvements on the replacement property by using the um, exchange equity. So we were talking about this one off air and. April and I were chatting about that. So what what can we do? We've got that property we're going to purchase. It needs a little repair, needs a little work. Are we still able to do investment into the property? Mm-hmm. So the construction exchange allows taxpayers to make improvements on the replacement property by using equity, exchange equity. To put this into layman's terms, a taxpayer can use their tax-deferred dollars to enhance the replacement property while it is placed in the hand of a third party for the remainder of the 180 days. Hmm. So basically the third party is going to hold the title. Okay. See the key on these, on these 1031s guys is you can't control it. Can't can touch the money because the third party is acting as that um, beneficiary qualified uh-huh. person and allowing them not to touch the property allows you to defer the taxes. Right now on this construction improvement, you must be closed out within 180 days. Taxpayer must receive substantially the same property that, it, that they have identified by the 45th, 45th day. Hmm. So, going into that, let's say that the property is 100 grand. You did a qualified qualify 1031 on the other one at 100 grand, but the new purchase is, let's just say, round numbers 50 grand. Mm-hmm. So, on 50 grand, it doesn't meet the following criteria of your last exchange, right. your rollover, but with the improvements, you can. So this actual, will you go to the intermediary, you probably have to submit bills and invoices. Actually, you have to, to the trustee. They verify the work, probably take a couple pictures there. And then mm-hmm. that money that is yours, but again, you can't touch it for the purpose of tax consequences regarding that. You're able 
to pull that money on a construction improvement exchange. And then that equal value, what they're saying basically by the 45th day or when you close on this mm-hmm. 1031, you can roll the money back into there. And uh, so that's going to meet the requirement for the 1031 okay. and, and would not void that. Okay. Well, that's a good one. I mean, if you want to go and make improvements, at least you're you know, not stuck not being able to make improvements. There is a way. So, guys, we're, we're talking about what is a like-kind property. Uh, let's give a couple of examples. I don't know if we've got into, but, mm-hmm. you know, exchange an apartment building for a duplex, that will be allowed. Okay. okay. All right. Exchanging single-family rental property for a commercial office building will be allowed. So you're moving up. Okay. Okay. And, and so they'll allow those. And I think the IRS has a big website on those items mm-hmm. that will cover a lot of those and – course, we'll have some articles on our website at ryancoleman.org that okay. we can give you some information on that. And then exchanging rental property on a vacation rental for a restaurant space would be allowed. Oh. I, I wouldn't think that, but hmm, but actually, it actually falls into play. Moving up. Interesting. Now, keep in mind the investment or business property only. Um, some 1031 exchanges um, will not get into the personal property. Uh, keep in mind things like that. It's always greater or equal value regarding mm-hmm. the ten thirty one. Yeah. Um, so hope that's been helpful for you today on real estate with Ryan. So keep in mind, just recapping on the ten thirty one, like kind property. Mm-hmm. Get with your CPA. Get with your tax advisor. Have a great agent that's in your corner that's done these. Remember, there's a lot of money on the line if you're doing these rollover. Time is of the essence. That's right. Can't afford to not have the right agent in your corner. As always, you're listening to Real Estate with Ryan every Saturday, 5 o'clock here on News Talk 987 for your up-to-date information on the real estate market. 693-SOLD, 693-SOLD, or ryancoleman.org. Till next week, we'll see you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. You can reach out to Ryan on Facebook and Twitter or his website at ryancoleman.org. Call Ryan anytime at 693-7653 and make sure to join us every Saturday at 5, only on News Talk 987 WOKI.